0: It's that time again. It's time for the Digi Enable podcast. My name's Darren Jenkson. This is Liz Hardwick. Hello. Hello. You know what? I'm always when it comes to introducing this podcast. Yeah. I have certain phrases that are in the back of my head that I just want to throw out there. Yeah. But I'm in. I'm in a period of self doubt. Oh. At the okay. moment, and I seem to question everything I say. And I'll tell you exactly why. I was going to start this podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, "Welcome to the Digi Enable bi monthly podcast." Okay. However, I've watched two other um, video podcast, uh, vlogs the other day, and I saw one person describe it as their bi-monthly vlog, which means once every two months. And I saw someone describe it as their bi-monthly vlog, which meant twice a month. Yeah. I, I don't know what's real anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been one of those things for a very long time where it's understood to be, di- it means different things. It's so what does it mean to you? ambiguity.
0: Are we are we bi-monthly? Are
1: are I, bi- I try not to use that. I say every two months.
0: Okay, so you're just being literal.
1: <clears throat> well, no, because otherwise it causes confusion.
0: Yeah, but as, as evidence from this conversation.
1: Exactly. And the fact that we are in the same room at the same time, that <laughs> takes a very long time to organise. Um, could you imagine trying to do that twice a month? Yeah, exactly.
0: There you go. Well, I I because I, I, I you do all the work.
1: Yeah, well that's very true.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's true. I could easily do this twice a month.
1: Yeah, if it was just like literally a, a sit and chit chat thing, I'm sure we could very easily do that. But actually, believe it or not, listeners, there is prep that goes into this. There's
0: always prep. Anyway, welcome along. This is the March slash April podcast because we do this. Once every two months. There we go. And as we say, it is the Digi Enable podcast. It's been, it's been a long. Actually no, not a long start to see. It's been a strange start to the year. Has it? This year. So much has happened in January and February. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Oh
1: yes, that was exceptional, wasn't
0: it? I've become a Swifter. A, a what now? A Swifter. a Taylor Swift fan. Oh dear, why? It, it's just it's just life now because she's it? now going out with Travis Kelsey from The Chiefs. I feel oh, obliged to actually right. be invested in that relationship. Do you know
1: and any that,
0: of the songs? A couple of them. I could okay. sing. I could sing them. I'm not going yeah, to, yeah, but I couldn't actually I do, name yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've become an unofficial member of Boyzone, apparently. So. Oh yeah! If you've not caught up with this story, let me just give you a bit of a recap, so you may you may not know that as well as the DigiNable, the Can Do Lead stuff we do, I also run a charity which is the um, Chorley FC Community Foundation. I'm the chair over there, and the big news for the start of the year, Boyzone have now got involved in Chorley mm. Football Club. So I spend seems to spend a lot of time at games, a answering questions about Boyzone, which <gasps> if I if Nothing I'm completely to do with honest. What you're doing. Don't know a lot about. Um know some of their songs. grew, grew up with um, family who were kind of big fans. But we now see them at pretty much all the home games that they actually come along to. So it's been an interesting start to the year. I've got I've gone very much into the music world unintentionally right. over this year. Um and, and, and they do tend to release songs bi-yearly. I'll leave that down to you <laughs> what that actually means. Anyway, back to Digi Enable business. Um it's been a busy, like I say, start to the year. Lots going on, lots of exciting developments, lots of things yeah. going on. I'm sure if you keep up with us, you'll be well aware of what those are. But what we try tried to do in this podcast is just keep you up to date with the latest technological, digital, ethical, philosophical. I can't think of any ologies, words. I feel like I've <laughs> gone back to that BT advert from the 80s. He's got an ology. You're too young to remember that, aren't you? The whole Maureen Lippman thing. I mean, it's ringing a bell. Man, I feel old. Yeah. I feel old. Yeah, you've
1: just
0: aged yourself there. Let's talk technology. So, big topic (laughs) still going on the moment is AI, but some interesting twists this year, because if you Mm -hmm. listen to any of our podcasts from 2023, pretty much every podcast had a subject on AI in it, because everyone was doing it, everyone was thinking about it, everyone was aware of it, everyone was talking about it. This year now, already in the first couple of months, we're seeing a slight shift in trends where more people are doing it, more people are engaging with it, however, less people are talking about it. And perhaps the way to interpret that is it's just now becoming part of everyday life and everyone's everyone's work that we don't feel the need to have the same kind of discussions. Let's look back at the last year. And if you look back at the big companies, the fastest growing companies, the, the high earners, if you like, I know you've spent a lot more time looking at these statistics. AI seems central to every single one of those.
1: Yeah, the uh, Bloomberg top world um, money makers, if we will, um, millionaires and billionaires and, and higher up than that, um, a lot of their businesses and the wealth that they have is coming from AI systems so that might be the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world he's up there at number one with his meta business and um, so he's making a lot of stuff with AI and you know we forget that word AI I mean it also includes machine learning which is you know algorithms so it's nothing new it's just that it seems to be um, you know more widely talked about in the media and online so people are, are understanding it a lot more but also indirectly wealth as well because people are buying into these companies these ai uh, businesses and they're buying the shares and they're making the money by investing in these companies as well so there's a bit of a sort of two or three fold of where the wealth is coming from and a huge amount of it is coming from AI based businesses.
0: And, and that kind of makes sense, because as you say, virtually every platform that you use now, so if we look at the kind of Canva's, we look at our own work that we do with CRM's, mm-hmm. it's actually becoming increasingly easy and beneficial to build AI into those platforms. I mean, I was sat down, we were doing a workshop on Canva a couple of weeks ago, and just when you can show people how AI comes into this. So let's say if you're using Canva, if you're not familiar with Canva, I apologize. It's a graphic creation platform. But previously, you would go in and you would say, I'm looking for a... Picture of a man playing golf and it would give you mm, all the yeah. pictures that are in there of men playing golf. Now with Canva, you can say, I want a picture of a man playing golf. Not only will it find you those images that already exist, but using AI or, or as they refer to it, magic, yeah. uh, which is a different way of putting <laughs> yeah. AI, then yeah. it, it will actually create you those custom images. So in the past, where from, from an SEO, from an online point of view, you might have been picked up on, on duplicate images mm, or images that are being yeah. used in lots of other places. AI can now create you your very own unique stuff. Now, again, nothing new. If you're used to using ChatGPT4, they've had Dali now for some time where you can go on and you can say, I would like a picture of kittens taking over the universe by force, <laughs> and it will create you an image. Which, yes, because of the nature of AI, might have a basis in stuff that already exists, yeah. but the picture that you're actually having created is completely unique to you that's getting rolled out in lots of different places. But then we see this interesting correlation that the more people using it, the more programs that are actually integrating it, the mentions, the the amount it's talked about online is decreasing quite dramatically. Now there's different ways to look at that. Either it means that people aren't as excited about it anymore, which I don't think is the case because there's still a lot of conversations going on. It's more likely to be the case that it's just now seen as something that exists. It's not quite so unique anymore.
1: I think um, when ChatGPT rolled out last year as a public option, everyone wanted to have a go at it, see what the capabilities were, test it. I think then that split two groups of people into into two different segments really. One of people that are like, that's great, but I can't see how that works for me, and have probably not opened the ChatGPT account since. And there are other people that are like, yeah, that's great, I'm going to use the technology, or exactly as you've said, use the technology as part of what they're already doing, but it might already be integrated in something else. So like the Canva, yes, that's great, I'm using AI, but it's in such an interface that I'm not actually doing it myself, the system is doing it for me. So I think having all the things integrated with tools, you know, or you have an awareness that you're using AI, but it just becomes this streamlined extra tool that's part of what you're doing. And you don't really care that it's AI by that point because it's helping you along your way to do whatever it is task-wise that you want
0: to do. Absolutely. And I think, as we say with the Canva example, they they do it, they use it, you can utilize it, but they don't necessarily call it AI anymore. So we're almost kind of seeing AI-branded um, for lots of different platforms, you know, similar to Microsoft, they don't call it AI; they just call it Copilot. And I know that's going to develop quite a lot over the next year as well. I know we were going to talk about this today, so I did a little bit of research on this because something that escaped my attention last year, which I always tend to pay attention to, is. Oxford Dictionary tend to have their uh, kind of like word of the year. Yes. So so I jumped on that and I researched it and I fully expected the word of the year to be artificial intelligence bots, AI, that kind of stuff. They're do you know what But do you know what the word was? No, go on. Riz. R. What spell it? R I Z Z. Really?
1: Yeah. What's
0: that mean? So 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 riz is like if you've got that bit of charisma, if, if I'm going out and I'm talking to different people and I know how to kind of flirt <laughs> and get across and all that, then yeah. I then I am said as the Oxford Dictionary says, to have riz. <laughs> Which, obviously, when yes, I use phrases okay. like that, obviously show that I have none whatsoever. I, I
1: am riz. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: okay, so, so AI yeah. didn't make that no. word of the year.
1: And to be honest, like artificial intelligence, chatbots and things have been put into the, the dictionary many, many years ago. You know, this is just becoming more... Um, you know, user interface friendly, easily uh, accessible. Know. Yeah, and I think now, now the hype of, I would say, ChatGPT is over. I think you know, yeah, it is becoming part of daily life, and then it's just something that you are using as part of your day to day.
0: And and as we sort of briefly mentioned, from Microsoft's point of view, it slowly integrated itself from a software perspective. Microsoft big leap this month actually integrating from a hardware perspective.
1: Yeah, and the last time they changed the keyboard for anything major that wasn't the obvious keyboard functions for a global keyboard um, was 1994 when they added the Windows key so you could easily access the start menu. So, you know, this is big because, you know, they're investing in it. They clearly see that it's not going away because they're going to make a physical keyboard button to go with it you know
0: yes no absolutely so it's going to be interesting again keeping an eye on how this develops Mm. if you want to know more about ai automation make sure you sign up to our mailing list because we've got a number of workshops coming up over the next few months yeah um which are going more more in depth into this topic but by the time by the time we get to this point next year it's highly likely we won't even be having this discussion anymore because it's just fully expected to be part of everyday life i
1: think just like we're, we're, we're you know we're using social media and stuff. That's become less of a hot topic now it's only when there's something that happens on social media that that trends because we've all integrated social media into our lives and or decided that you know that it's not for me so i think ai will go there the same way
0: well everything goes through a bit of a sort of trend like transition doesn't it where for a while it's new and it's exciting and it's talked about and everyone's kind of having those discussions but then it just becomes part of the norm and part of everyday use. I mean, what, what's going on with LinkedIn at the moment is a really good example of that, is that for a number of times, everyone's had a LinkedIn account. You know, the numbers behind LinkedIn mm, yeah. are ridiculous. It's estimated that something like a third of the world's population have LinkedIn yeah. profiles because college, university, are encouraged to create it from a recruitment point of view. From work, you're encouraged to create it from a promotional point of view. Everyone kind of has LinkedIn. But then they've almost had kind of elevated statuses for some time. So you can be a LinkedIn user, or you can be a creator, or you can be a publisher, or they have lots of different terms. But now it seems like even LinkedIn are going, you know what, this isn't a special function just for special people. Everyone should be a creator. Everyone should be using this. So all those additional functions that have sat at creator level in the past, that's now just being rolled out to every account.
1: And I think from an article that um, we've linked to in the show notes, um, LinkedIn talk about having had conversations with people like accountants and lawyers, and they saying, well, I'm not a creator, that doesn't apply to me. So I think, you know, it's a useful tool. And are you using LinkedIn? And they'd say, yes, you know, I'm using that as a way of communicating with my network. But yet they've avoided using, say, creator mode because of the phrasing. So I think we're going to see um, maybe a more business angle as well. Because I know I've seen a lot of people going, "Oh, it's you know, it's LinkedIn but personal posts anyway." And and so I think people have started to blur that as well because I think you know X has has changed its ways now. I think less people are using that. People are looking for the social. Everyone's sick of Facebook. Trends came and. I don't know, is anyone using Trends now? You know, they're threads within um, Instagram and all that sort of stuff. So there's lots of stuff out there. And so I think aiming at a different audience, like the more professional services make sense so that then they can engage more in a platform that they're probably already using anyway, but are avoiding particular features because they feel, oh, it doesn't apply to me.
0: Yeah, And, and, and it's not a bad idea from a business point of view to actually view yourself as a creator. I mean, we've always subscribed to this and it's worked very well for us, but one of the simplest ways to generate sales is through education. So if you can teach people how to do something to a level that they'll find useful and they'll find profitable, if they need any help with that or any additional services, then they may come back to you. Now, that's always been very prevalent within the digital, within yeah. the technical sectors, yeah. but you're absolutely right. Even from a, from a legal, from a HR, from, from whatever kind of sector you're in point of view, if you're willing to offer people advice, support people, give them information they can actually act on, the chances of you increasing your sales as a result of that are exponential. Mm-hmm. And we, can, we have kind of got past the phase now where posting blogs on your website is enough. You need to be posting directly onto the social platforms. Yeah. You want to be thinking about recording videos. You want to be sharing lead magnets, documents that people can actually utilize. You're a creator. Mm-hmm. And that, that's only gonna go further this year. I mean, again, in Instagram, really good example with that. They're having to evolve at the moment as well. Instagram, great great platform for reaching people. The actual viral nature of posts on that platform mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Yeah. But even they've realized it's very, very easy to fall behind. So they're starting to introduce new and additional features into what they do as well. I know we were sat talking about this the other day, and you mentioned, even though it's not kind of reached us yet, Mm. that Instagram Notes is very much on the horizon for everybody.
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, you might find that you've got it already. We haven't. I've checked all our accounts. Still in waiting mode for ours to be be released. But Notes is uh, an opportunity to pin... Um, text-based posts um, inside your messages so when people look into their inbox you can have um, a highlighted note section with text and I'm guessing links as well because let's face it that would be really useful um, but then also that is similar to stories where it will disappear after 24 hours so it's a bit of like an, an update that's not a story um pros and cons about that i think because are people looking in their inbox unless they've had a notification so i'm not sure how that's all going to play out but you're absolutely right all the different social media platforms have copied it you know off each other over the years they've all morphed into this sort of very similar different similar platform but different name brand and style but they're all offering a very similar set of features so to keep ahead of the curve, you know, and Mark Zuckerberg owns um, Instagram, so it doesn't surprise me that there's probably some form of AI integrating into that. They're looking at how they can use that, and also probably the data as well. Like, let's face it, we're all, all the social media platforms are all about advertising. So, you know, it's probably a new one where they're gonna roll out this notes thing, and then that will be a paid feature in future. Yeah. I would guess it would make sense Here's a message that's direct to all of your followers or audience without having to bombard them with a notification that they don't want. They can at least then choose whether or not they engage with it then.
0: It's interesting actually when you think about the different platforms, because only just sort of running through this in my head at the moment. Instagram is probably one of the platforms that in many ways has remained the most pure so far, you know, it's kind of changed. It's involved in terms of how it connects with different platforms. It's evolved yeah. in terms of what you can post and where you post. But in terms of the actual nature of the content, yeah. they've never really evolved beyond post images or videos for people to be able to see. Even yeah. down to like you say, they've, they've never really allowed links mm, to sit within yeah. the texts of posts. You can post yeah. links in stories and yeah, various kind yeah. of aspects, yeah. but not within posts. Is that where it's going to go? Because every time you start giving people the opportunity to drive traffic, immediately the implication is Mm. there's a commercial application here and you'll see businesses start to be on there a little bit more. So maybe there is a thought in the back back of the kind of Instagram minds, if you like, Mm. that we don't want to go down this route because it will then become less personal and less friendship focused yeah however there's a financial model behind every social media platform that has to work
1: absolutely and i think that's where then i would see this notes thing as being rolled out for free maybe to start off with but then it become a pay for service because if you can share links to your sales your product your booking um appointment links That's a sales directive then, isn't it? So then that makes sense that that would be a
0: paid-for service. So it's a really interesting Netflix recommendation if you're looking for anything. We watched that um, playlist a couple of days ago, which is the story behind Spotify. Mm. And that was exactly the, the platform there. You know, when the creators of Spotify came together and they actually said, we want this free music streaming platform for everyone, there had to be a discussion about how they actually monetize this and make it worthwhile people sign up for and it's always been about serving adverts in there but there's a very interesting scene where one of the legal team behind spotify sort of comes forward and says we need to offer a premium service Mm. and again as you say that's what we see across all the platforms is there is the basic stuff you can pay for then there's a premium level to it Mm. so spotify spotify premium linkedin LinkedIn sales navigator, yeah. LinkedIn contact creator, whatever you want. Again, Instagram never really had a premium option mm. to it. Yeah, so maybe, true. maybe yeah. that's the way forward. We're guessing now, obviously. Yeah, but when you look at yeah. trends that exist, yeah. that does seem to be a way. It's an
1: educated guess, I think, over the 20 years of, of you know, working with other social platforms and things.
0: Well, the, the other aspects of Instagram is that it's, it's all about real photos, instant photos, as kind of comes yeah. in the name. And I think this will be interesting to see whether... There is an ai development that allows you to create your own images that are no longer instant and no longer real because mm-hmm. it seems like that's where every other platform tends to be going mm-hmm. now again if you've listened to us talk in the past you'll know that we talk a lot about chat gpt4 we talk about dali in terms of image generation but the big development you're going to see over the next few months is actually something called sora mm, and yeah. sora is where you are able to give chat gpt4 an instruction along the lines of I would like you to create me a video of a man walking through an office, stopping to speak to other members of staff, and then sitting down and pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. And Sora will actually create you a very realistic minute-long video of someone doing exactly that. Now we've already seen some previews of this, and the quality is astonishing Mm -hmm. there. But it feels like that's the next evolution of where we're going to. And in many ways, when we have these conversations, it it can come across as quite scary because. You can replicate absolutely anything. Um, I know people I've talked to have concerns about the kind of deep fake aspects yeah, of it. That's what you what know, was can, say. can we create yeah. a video of someone talking? But mm. certainly, in terms of Sora at the moment, they've got certain elements built in mm. to protect that. That if you try and say, make me a video of a specific person, it'll come back yeah. and say, no, we can't do that. That's not ethical. So that mm. failsafe does exist there. But where's it going to go?
1: Well, I mean, there, there is um, a tool out there that actually you can record yourself on video a full um you know like i think i think it asks you to talk for five to ten minutes and it picks up your natural mannerisms and your voice and your face um movements and you know yes you have to certify that's you um but
0: what? It's just, as you're saying that, it makes me think about how we could actually break something like that. So all I've got is an image of me sitting there in front of the camera and every now and again, midway through talking, pulling a weird face or smiling strangely or something just to see whether the bot adopts the weirdness. It, you probably, it, it. absolutely
1: probably would. If you've got a tick or something, <laughs> it would probably do that. It's not seamless at the moment, but there are tools out there where you can create videos with your face on that, you know, will pick up your mannerisms and use your voice. And, you know, you have to record a certain amount of um, content so that it can pull from that to create whatever it is you want to script. But, you know, that's where the deepfakes came from in the first place. So why not harness that technology and utilise it for yourself? I was talking to someone the other day who said, I like the idea of videos, but I don't want to do them myself. Well, brilliant, you do this 10-minute recording one-off and then the AI can automate it in future to for you to just write what you want it to say. And then you can churn out those videos. You know, there's, it's a little bit obvious once you've watched quite a few of yeah. the same sort of video that you, you, you've you got the hint it's AI. But for us, you know, a, a swish past watching something on a small screen on a social media platform, you know, it's, it's very acceptable to be able to watch a video, listen to the content and move on just like if you've got a really poor quality video that you've recorded it still it's, it will still get broadcast on the TV because it's about the digital storytelling rather than the quality of of the content so i think you know you can be quite forgiving in terms of the way it looks sometimes if the story is you know useful or
0: helpful yeah it's incredible how fast this is all moving because there there is a theory that kind of says if, if technology developed, sorry, if, if, if cars and mechanics developed at the same rate that the technology is at the moment, we'd absolutely now be flying flying in cars to the moon. Um, you know, you think back a year ago, actually, the trend was going on to places like Facebook and using these apps where you can take an old picture of someone and actually have it singing a song from the 80s. Now we're talking about creating whole videos in people's likenesses. It's, it's yeah, definitely a huge huge step forward if you want to know more about Sora again we'll stick a link in the uh, notes for this but just go to openai.com forward slash Sora and that'll give you all the details you need to be able to have a look at that now one of the challenges I suppose that come with this is there's so much we can actually be doing now for our businesses on a daily basis from a marketing point of view you have to be even more careful about time just slipping away from you (laughs) and and I know you've been spending a lot of time over the last few months working with people, making webinars, coaching, talking about how you can have a little bit more control over your time. How's that going?
1: Brilliant, actually, because I think absolutely we can go down this digital rabbit hole and sometimes the the digital things that we're using can be the distractions in themselves. So it's useful to have that focus. So this year, for 2024, we've created a webinars programme. So you can join us live and then you can grab the recording um, or you can just grab the, the recording after the event's gone. So we, we, you know, we're sort of end of quarter one now. So we're ramping up to our next activity. Um, we have a live session on uh, March the 4th. So if that's not gone yet for you and you're listening to this, um, we're going to be focusing on self-coaching using digital. So that can be a great like, way to check in with yourself. Um, in between coaching sessions if if you have a coach already or if you don't have a coach and you want to kind of support yourself a little bit more it's sort of taking your your brain to the bigger picture rather than you know you hear about people saying working on the business not in the business well it's working on yourself not kind of you know in the moment if you will Um, and then if that date has passed there will be the on-demand recording so you can always watch it back um, it's created in a way so that you actually can dip in and out if you want and replay those sessions as many times. If you, if you buy the um, the on-demand access, then you can have that recording for the lifetime of, of your, your access there. Um, and then if March the 4th's gone uh, or that, that isn't your theme, the next thing coming up is May the 1st. Really excited for this because there's a lot of people that are talking about organisation by this point. The spring has sprung um, in the UK and we're all thinking about tidying, decluttering. It's a bit warmer to go and, and start moving things around. So May the 1st uh, will be our Organise Your World Using Digital uh, webinar. So again, you can come join us live or grab the recording if you want to as well. There's loads of other topics across the year. We've got a monthly theme that we're doing this year that proved successful last year. So we're doing that again. So there's a monthly theme, all our content and our support and our um, shares and questions and support bits within our Facebook community and on our email lists are all around that topic for the month. And then also we have our regular online monthly co-working as well. So everyone's always welcome to all of those. That's all free. Um, and so it'll give you a little bit of a taster of keeping the focus so we're you know we're timing ourselves we're deciding what our tasks are that we're going to do in the we work in Pomodoro for the co-working for example 25 minute block of time and so then we're like right this is what I'm going to try and get done and then we have that little bit of accountability so you know for those of you who are working in an open plan office or if you're working remotely at home or in, you know, coffee shop or whatever, this can be really nice to just get together, crack on with stuff, but have, you know, other friendly faces on on the end of a screen. But the the webinar programme kind of supports that as well. So everything links together. um, And yeah, if you're interested, we've got chronotypes, we've got processes automation and ai as well so we've talked a lot about that today how you might be able to harness that for yourself or also might be your personal processes as well and then we will be wrapping the year with powerful productivity flows
0: and it's been really interesting looking at the feedback on these as people have been going through them because maybe i maybe i didn't expect this maybe i did expect it actually but It's really interesting watching webinars on new topics, but where people have seen the real value is buying into the on-demand aspect of it. Because as you say, it might be that the time they actually go through it is not where they're in their headspace or they've got time to actually think about it. And sometimes there's a big group of people that like to reflect and then re-look at stuff and go through it. And obviously we see see the statistics in the back end of this of how people access them. And the amount of people that will sit through a workshop but then go back and just watch a small yeah. subsection of that again, because it's relevant at the time. You know, it's, it's useful to have that resource available to you. So it's going to be interesting to see how that helps people over the next 12 months.
1: Definitely. And you know, for a year program for say £99 GBP for a year, um, hopefully that's accessible for everyone as well, because it's, you know, there's a lot of value in there. Um, for a very low price so I was just trying to do, sign up
0: I was trying to do one of those marketing mass things in my head oh. And I think that works out about 26p a day
1: oh right so that okay that's good it's good that's
0: it's good, good. Yeah. What, what what else can you get for 26p a day not much these
1: days is, is a yeah. Freddo
0: even that cheap anymore N-
1: maybe 20 20 to 30 I think
0: yeah. Okay. So yeah. so, so a chocolate bar then. A
1: chocolate to access bar today. all
0: your information. Well no, not a chocolate bar. So I went into Sainsbury's, other supermarkets are available yeah. the other day. And if you look at the prices on the shelf, now a standard chocolate bar is around about oh, this yeah. is where I get this is where it bothers me actually. <laughs> I, I, c- I can buy a a Yorkie. Yeah. Of the chocolate bar is also available from yeah. the supermarkets. <laughs> and for a normal size Yorkie, it's 70p. For a Yorkie Duo, which is about yeah. twice the size, that's a no, pound. Like, yeah. Or I can buy a packet of four Yorkies for £1.50. pound yeah. fifty. So I have to buy the four <laughs> because that's more cost effective to do so. But then I'm going to eat four because I have no self-control. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm telling you this. I do know why I'm telling you this. Yeah. Your Your access to all the information that's in your head. Yes cost less than half a yorkie a day brilliant we need to get that on an advert
1: and also you can binge it all in one day you can watch the whole set of recordings that are already there if you want to Um, so if you're jumping in in March or April there's already been some webinars there's an on demand plan and review session as well so you could basically binge it all or if you're not like Darren you could piecemeal each like section across you know the
0: next few months if i'm honest i'm not going to tell you how to do your job here but i'm kind of like in the yorkie analogy because <laughs> what you've just yeah. described is almost the same as buying a four pack of yorkies but you can just break off one square at a time yeah, as you need that's, it
1: that's what i
0: meant yeah. i should do this for a living <laughs> Really, should Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Again, if you want to know more about those, then check out the show notes behind this podcast. It probably is time to be wrapping up because I can see we've passed the half hour mark now for talking. Um, we always like to include an app that you should be looking at this month. And I know this app this month actually comes not from a wanting to use this app or a recommendation. It actually comes from a place of desperation and frustration <laughs> because I remember hearing you in the office probably about four weeks ago um, almost screaming and swearing at HabitBull because it no longer does exactly what you want it to do. So you've asked to switch to a new app.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's been stressful times, guys. Um, so HabitBull has been my uh, habit tracker of choice, paying the premium version for probably um, six or seven years um and it keeps crashing and um, when you look at the reviews it looks like the people who created it have stopped supporting it as well so um i think they've run out of money and they don't necessarily want to support it anymore however it's got so bad it was making my phone like a brick it was being so slow android kept popping up saying I've had to put this app into sleep because it's been crashing your phone so much. So um, as on my productivity journey many years ago, I installed and tested about 200 to 300 apps. And that's no exaggeration of number. Um, uh, About three weeks ago, I downloaded and tested maybe eight or nine different habit tracking apps. And Habit Now came out on top um yes you could there is a free version that was what I was looking for to start off with because it, equally I want to be able to recommend it to other people so there is a free version if you want it there is a pro version if you want to pay more so I've gone for the pro version I did test the free version first I tested it to the max um I tested the other seven and they got in, uninstalled pretty quick because they didn't do what I wanted them to do but this habit now which I've not come across before has habit trackers but also task trackers as well. They work slightly differently and you can use both or just use one aspect of it, but you can also group habits and tasks together in like subcategories. So for those of you who love like a morning routine, you can say right, just give me all the habits or all the tasks that are relevant to my morning routine and you can just go through those. So being able to subsection, oh gosh, like Habit Ball didn't do that. So I'm already using more... Um, But, you know, going back to the whole not getting distracted, I used Habitable because it did what I wanted it to do. I didn't go looking for other shiny apps because I didn't need it. But at the point where it starts to crash your phone and you can't even take a phone call because it's decided it's having a meltdown um you know now was the time to have a look so i did have a look out there for all the other ones as well but habit now
0: came up top excellent fantastic recommendations of always so that's pretty much it for this bi-monthly podcast once every two months every every other month podcast um and it's time for us to kind of say goodbye so thank you very much for listening you know what i I was just i was going to carry on with the yorkie analogy then but then i just remembered what the old slogan for yorkie was Mm. i just you remember the whole not not for girls not available in pink yeah. obviously yeah. Did, did you enable we we are for girls that doesn't sound quite well, right either
1: no like we're equal
0: we're for everyone yeah for
1: everyone yeah. Did,
0: did you enable for girls and boys or men uh, and women and any it,
1: any gender
0: it's time to wrap yeah, up yeah
1: you're tripping yourself up there any gender anyone all welcome
0: It happens. It happens. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again in two months' time. You need anything in the meantime, as always, hit us up. I I can do that language because you know what? I've got Riz. Yes! And anything you need, as always, give us a shout. Check out the show notes for more information. And we will see you again, hopefully, fingers crossed, Riz permitting, (laughs) in around about May.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again soon. Have a good one.
0: Bye.